Thank you very much, Richard. Um, I'm another Richard, Richard Hanbury, CEO of Sina Health. And um, I'm going to start with this in a second. But just before we start, um, we're on the, or, or on the healthy bit of that proportion. So hands up in the room, anybody who has sleep problems, pain problems or mental health problems, or has someone in their immediate close family that has one of those three. Okay, that should be most people in the room. There are 100 million people in America, in America that have that problem. Um, currently, the way of treating it is hand people pills. So opioids, benzodiazepines, or sleep meds. Um, we have a novel medical device that does not use drugs, that has no side effects, and then we go through the FDA to prove that. And um, we'll talk about that opportunity. But first of all, I just want you to listen from one of our, one of our patients uh, who's gone through a clinical trial uh, suffering with very bad pain and mental health issues. I'm going to skip that then. Okay, don't worry. Um, all right, so um, my whole journey into the, the realm of pain and mental health started in 1992. Uh, I had to drive a Jeep off a bridge in the Yellow to avoid a head-on collision next to a petrol truck. In that split second, I had an image of my dad wandering around the country trying to find remains. So I figured if I went off the bridge, at least there'd be something left to find. 60 foot down into driving over bed, broken back, broken uh, head injury and a ripped aorta. All of that resulted in a nerve damage pain problem that was so severe I had a five year life expectancy. So I made the first version of the device to fix my own pain problem. And it's been a 30 year journey since then to make it into a wearable format that now anyone can use anywhere. So 100 million people in the US um, that have one of these three problems that we can address. Um, this is a current version of the device for those that can see, but it'll be on screen as well. Um, it's an audio-visual neuromodulation. So someone puts it on, turns it on, and then gets pulses of light and pulses of sound that generate a very specific frequency pattern in the brain um, that is anxiety relief on demand or sleep on demand. Um, the biggest problem at the moment is the pills don't work. Uh, everyone knows the problems with opioids. Uh, benzodiazepines are the next thing that people will become more aware of, the long-term damage of dementia and Alzheimer's that they cause. Um, so, you know, the market needs a better solution. Um, now, how many people in the room um, know someone with fibromyalgia? Okay, there are, yeah, that's quite a, that's quite a few. Um, yeah, so 10 million Americans diagnosed, uh, typically 85% women. There are three drugs approved, of which only one is used in any great amount, which is Lyrica. And those are a list of the pretty nasty side effects that Lyric has. So a non-drug solution is needed. Um, and this is what the solution is. Uh, it uses pulsed light and pulsed sound, as I said. Um, who's aware of things like transcranial magnetic stimulation? Taking a big magnet and zapping someone's brain. Well, that's current state of the art. And you have to go to a clinic to have it done. And it doesn't help you when you're not in the clinic. Um, this device can be used at home by anybody, um, and it's fixing EEG patterns in the brain, which is the picture on the right. Um, what this means is that we're able to help people four times the benefit for four times as long compared to the best-selling drug. Now, that drug sold two billion in, um, in sales in 2019, which is the last year we have figures for. But most people, 90% of people, stop taking that drug by two years. Um, and we're on 80% of people still using the device. Basically, if someone uses one of our devices and, and gets through the first month, then they typically don't ever stop using it, including the people who 
like me, it fixes their problem and then they're a health and wellness user afterwards. With me, it fixed my underlying pain problem in three months. And now every time I get on a plane and want to fly long haul, but want to have a bit of a sleep and have less jet lag, I just use the device. Or when my kid wakes me up at 4 a.m. in the morning and I want to go back to sleep afterwards. That happens a lot. Um, yeah, very large amount of clinical data. Um, and I can go through that in questions, but also we are doing uh, a demo in the main room. So anybody who wants to come and try the device can come try it later. I'm very happy to ask questions about all the clinical data we've uh, accumulated. Um, FDA breakthrough status based on that data. Um, that basically means the FDA has said your data is good enough that we think that you are gonna make a very big difference in the impact of people's lives. Um, that gives us a fast track through the FDA and it also gives us a fast track to reimbursement. Um, yeah, so lots of competition wins, and just recently uh, three uh, grants, two from the DOD, uh, one for PTSD, one for pain and sleep, and one for, uh, sorry, the third one is DHS for resilience. So we're getting a lot of federal help now. Um, 1,500 users so far. Um, over 30 years of all the different kinds of format of the device from all the laptops, wires, and boxes in the early years. Uh, Richard Branson first used the device um, to put himself to sleep on a balloon uh, when he was flying around the world. Um, that was when it was not in a uh, wearable format. But the biggest struggle was getting it into a wearable format because wearable technology just didn't exist when I was first doing this 30 years ago. Um, yeah, FDA reimbursement. We should be getting three FDA indications in the next 12 months. Typically with medical devices, people will just get one and then raise money and go do the next one. COVID has meant that all of our clinical shots got bunched up into one go. So fibromyalgia, uh, we're about to submit to the FDA. Neuropathic pain, we have a pivotal study going on at Mount Sinai. And uh, anxiety will also finish within the next 12 months. Um, yeah, other things on the clinical pipeline. Uh, PTSD, that's the uh, DOD and VA's big focus. They're 9 million people in the VA that have a combination of pain, mental health, and traumatic brain injury. Um, Post-op pain, um, anybody interested in hospital stuff? What are, the, what are the processes in place that will take this product and make it affordable, and is, there is the idea that there will also be subsidies from the government for it? Yeah, so um, within pain, 95% of the whole pain market is reimbursed. Uh, basically, the longer term you have pain for, the less likely you are to be able to afford to actually pay anything out of pocket. So reimbursement is absolutely key. Because we have breakthrough status from the FDA, that gives us a fast track through the uh, CMS on reimbursement. So that is going to be the first one to be reimbursed. The hospital setting, um, we have an easier track because it's a hospital payment. So post-op pain will happen prior to fibromyalgia probably overall. Uh, so about 5,000, so let me just go on to this bit. So this version currently, we're doing paid out of pocket. Uh, the next generation device will have a whole closed loop feedback system. So everyone who uses it, every time they use it, it will get better for them. That version will be reimbursed at about $5,000 for five years use. Um, with the intention that people, once they start using it, basically don't have to ever get rid of it. Um, yeah, overall 92% margins on that second version when we get there. Uh, these are the key markets. Uh, fibromyalgia, PTSD, neuropathic pain, first three. Um, but overall, everyone's aware of the anxiety problem. Now, during COVID, uh, the benzodiazepines 
went up 30% each year. So these are drugs that are being handed out like candy and causing long-term dementia and Alzheimer's risk because they mess up your slow-way sleep. Um, and we've got a solution for that. Um, yeah, revenue projections, we're, we're, we're 1.5 million that we will achieve this year. Um, we've already had 1 million of that in grants and 500K is the test sales that we are in the process of doing. Um, and we should be able to grow uh, well beyond that 62 million over the next four years. Uh, very strong IP around the world. Uh, can come back to that any questions. Uh, very strong team. I've obviously been at this at 30 years. It's been my life's mission to take what fixed me to help other people. Um, and a very strong overall team. Um, very strong VC investors. Uh, part of the reason why I'm here today is because if you look forward to the next year, the VC environment, all of their LPs are drawing back. And what happened last time that happened is LPs and family offices started doing more, to, more of their own direct investments on particular things that they cared about. And it was a very tough environment for the VCs. We're expecting it to be a tough environment for the VCs for at least the next year. Um, hence why I'm here to build relationships for our future. Um, and, the, and the three grants, obviously. Um, this current round uh, is a 10 million round at which we've already raised 5.5. Uh, that's closed. Uh, we've got commitment for another 1 million, 1.5 million, actually, I think that's this morning. Um, so we've got about 3 million left, which we're opening to outside investors. That's to get us to three FDA indications and then about a 40, 50 million dollar raise for a Series B in about 12 months. Obviously, we're trying to raise more now to give us flexibility. So if the market is still uh, really struggling in a year's time, um, that we have that flexibility. So um, we are doing demos. Um, basically, what demo means is you come and sit down in a, in a chair, put this on, and then have a nap for 15 minutes. Um, so anybody who wants to come do that, uh, come and see us in the main room. Um, any questions? Any other questions? How much total capital do you think you need to raise for this business? Um, probably another 45. That next Series B um, will take us well through break even. Um, if we need to cut that down because the market is uh, not good enough next year to raise 40, we can raise 20 to get to break even, uh, but with a much slower growth trajectory. So between 25 and 45 million more, depending on what the market's looking like and the appetite to go raise that. Yeah, I, wanted, I have a couple of questions. One is on the FDA approval. This is a device, right? Yeah. So have you filed with the FDA for that approval or are you waiting for the information? Uh, they told us last week to file the current data we have because we were in discussions with them on a sprint uh, because of the breakthrough status. So just last week they said, go ahead and file what you've got as a de novo. So the first one will be a de novo and then the Mount Sinai data will be a self medicated 510K. Um, and then every other indication afterwards is a sub-predicated 510k.